0: Take my mind away from the pressures in life, bring me down from my heart, making me wonder why, project a lower time, fall together, the group that keeps me saying I need it to lay Peace, loving life, and peace, loving light. Welcome, stay, come again. I'm your host, him, not them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Kuweku Ashante. Molasses. I first found that song during the pandemic. I was teaching from home and I always combed through the Apple playlists. And I think I found them in the little funk section. And um, just something to do yoga with the kids in the morning, give them a different sound instead of the rap music that they listen to. And this ended up being one of the songs that I go to for my morning routine. You dig what I'm saying? Dope artists giving Teddy Pendergrass vibes. You dig what I'm saying? So if that's the, you know, The lane that you're looking for for certain parts of your day check them out greetings and salutations hopefully the family is doing well we're going to hop right into it melanated history month is still in full effect we got a few days left hopefully we took this hopefully we've mm, because i'm just still excited and jubilated family pardon me hopefully we've taken the time to educate ourselves not just the regurgitated information that we often hear during these times. We've, I've always talked about how it's important to expand our horizon. I think another way to, um, describe it is expand our palette, right? We have to be able to digest, be able to digest different levels of information. And if we don't take the opportunity to take, if we don't take the opportunity to use what's presented, we'll get lost in translation, right? I say all that to say, that during Melanated History Month, I try to find different pieces of information that I didn't know years prior. And with my installments, I try to present information that we probably won't hear or won't see on our first Google searches. You understand what I'm saying? Individuals like Huey P. Newton. He was one of the founding fathers of the Black Panther Party. He was born in Melanated History Month. I highlight him in particular because he represented a different type of black man, right? He was um, not him, but the organization that started as the Black Panther Party was to help police the neighborhood so we don't need the involvement of LAPD. You understand? And because this individual had a very strong prowess with him, white America couldn't understand it, couldn't understand it, and couldn't stand it. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So when the Black Panther Party First, first initiated, it wasn't what it is showcased to be now. It's um, tainted, it's whitewashed. They had the, the five step program, you understand? They had the morning breakfast for the kids. They were teaching um, the disciplines of the martial arts and some military tactics, you understand? It was before the gangs, it was like an alternative to the gangs. He would P. Newton, Bobby Seale, those were individuals who originated the Black Panther Party. I bring that up because I bring that up because Kanye West has a clip going around saying that his father was part of the Black Panther Party, whatever chapter he was a part of. And how when you type in Black Panther on Google search, the movie will come up, but not the Black Panther Party. You understand? And I found that to be profound a little bit because when you think about it, if we want to control how we progress the people, we're going to limit their exposure to different types of revolutions and resolutions. You understand? And it's like, for me as an individual, when I speak of Huey P Newton and the original Black Panther party, even though to the naked eye, they may seem militant, right? They were, um, implementing structure in our community. You understand? They weren't gangbangers. They were intellectual. They were structural. They was marching down on Capitol. This went, I forget what one of the presidents, I want to say Reagan. I can't remember. One of these presidents, right, was a governor at the time, and they was marching down on him. You feel what I'm saying? Guns out, walking in the neighborhood, guns out, knowing their rights, calling them pigs, all that shit. You understand what I'm saying? And that's important for us to see because we often get the Martin Luther King, which is nothing wrong with it. The docile turn the other cheek. But there were other revolutionists that weren't militant, that weren't fascists or communists or whatever terms they choose to use to combat what they were actually doing. They were educating the people, kind of similar to the Nation of Islam. You dig what I'm saying? Knowledge of self, black power, you understand? Understanding what it means to be you and not be um, inferior to your own people, not feel inferior to your own people. You understand what I'm saying? Huey P. Newton was born in Melanated History Month, so I got to highlight him. I also got a highlight, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate highlight, but it's just something that needs to be said. Because every time that I am reminded of, every time I'm reminded of this piece of information, it kind of sends chills up my spine Pause. paws. Like, it's just, it's still very, it's still very eerie. And it's this, in Melanated History Month, Malik L. Shabazz, a.k.a. Malcolm Little, a.k.a. Malcolm X, was assassinated in Melanated History Month. February 21st all right and that's crazy to even think about because with everything that's coming out in the news it seems to evidence seems to show that the nation of Islam had something to do with it their hands aren't as clean as we want to believe right obviously the CIA has something to do with it because his daughter is suing them for a hundred million dollars you understand how the tables have turned to Took her father away from her. You understand? Because he was leading the people down a path of righteousness that could that was viewed as, whatever it was viewed as. But for him to be uh, to, for him to be assassinated in Melonated History Month is like a slap in the face. It's the way the corporation has a way of having another hand over us, saying we take your leaders out when we want to, and not only that, we take them out during your month. It's the small things. When I talk about expanding our palate. We have to see the corporation for what they are and how they choose to construct, construct and conduct business. You understand? So when we see our leaders and our, our forefathers of revolution, rev- revolution, right, they're tainted. I wanted, as the elder said, you can't trust a black man who doesn't have a smut on his name. You can't be a black man in America and not be successful without something negative being said about you. So if there's any prominent black person in place and they don't have a jaywalk, weed in their pocket, a DUI, picking up prostitutes, gambling problem, (laughs) what, cheating on his wife, down low. If that black man don't got some type of smudge on his name, you can't trust him. (laughs) Can't trust him. You grew up in America without a smudge. Who are you working for? <laughs> Who are you working for? And that's just one of those things. As we expand our palate, we have to really think about what we're digesting and what they choose to give us to digest. And I'll just leave that there. Even though Malcolm X was assassinated in Millenator History Month, his daughter is seeking, you know what I'm saying, revenge, restitution, with another R word I can't think of, uh, resolution, for her father's death. You understand um it's important for us to look at the information for what it is and not for how it makes us feel right i think we get lost in translation that way um by just inserting our feelings every time instead of really looking at the information that's why these installments are so important that's why it's important for us to look at melanated history month from a totality perspective and not just um individualistic you understand and we're here to do we're here to do just that our first break Yes, that was the Queen Lauren Hill. When it Hurt so bad, it's a real song. Melanated History Month. Lauren Hill made that five Grammys. This album came out in '98. February of '99, she won these Grammys for this album. Something that's still very monumental to this day impacts the community more than ever because she was speaking about it, speaking about it in 1999. Only for it to resonate, it, only for it to resignate at such a high level in 23. When we look at how we can best proceed in this direction, we have to start looking at the past, and not at the past, at history. What's done is done, right? So, with that being said, we should analyze the moves that were made that that produced those outcomes. So then when those situations present themselves again, we can produce a different outcome. We're not reliving the past. We are just revisiting history. Lauren Hill's miseducation of Lauren Hill reminds me of that. It takes me back to a time when I first heard it. It takes me to, time. It takes me to a time when I heard it in my 20s. It takes me a time when I was listening to it last week. You understand? Every time it was something different. Every time it presented something else that was revealed that needed to be at the time that I heard it, no matter how long this album's been out. So when we talk about greatness in music, we have to start trying to find artists and musics, and musics, <laughs> find artists and songs that can help us generate different levels of energy so we can expand our palette. Before we move forward, I just wanna remind the family, it's okay. It's okay to cry, it's okay to smile, it's okay to ask for help. You can't do it by yourself. Let's continue to rely on the ones that are reliable. (laughs) How about that? We can't just say rely on our loved ones or rely on our day ones. You understand? Let's rely on the ones that's reliable. And I'll leave that there. Can't really do that because it kind of leads into my relationship uh, talk point of the night. Um, It's not so much an advice. It's just a perspective. When we talk about being reliable in a relationship there is not just accountability, it's reliability. And some people rely on their partner to be a parental type figure. Some people rely on their partner to be um, the one that they feel as though they need to take care of. Because sometimes we get, individuals get a bad rap when they say they have mommy issues. But there's individuals who have mommy issues and feel as though they gotta be the mommy. Women don't wanna be the mommy, but there's individuals who want to be the mommy. They want a baby and parent their spouse. And that can, can in itself be hindering whatever, whatever, because maybe that person doesn't want to be taken care of. So when we talk about reliability, figure out what you want your partner to bring. So you're not just trying it out on people who aren't capable of performing that act. You understand? So for me as an individual, when I speak about reliable, it's like just being an ear or a shoulder to lean on. You know what I'm saying? That's reliable to me. Right. So if I go out here expecting individuals who don't possess that quality to give it to me, but I'm steady chasing these types of individuals, I'm doing myself a disservice because I'm looking for someone to be reliable who doesn't have any reliability skills. You understand? So outside of just physical attractions and what they can do in the bedroom, this and that, if a person can't be reliable in the way that you need them to be, the relationship is not going to hold up. As we move into, as we further, as we move further into the second part of this installment, I always look at notes from a time where I was X amount of years ago. I feel like I say that a lot, (laughs) but it's the truth. (coughs) Excuse me, my allergies have been revving up. Anybody with allergies, go to the pharmacy now. Get that Allegra, get that Claritin. Don't be out here suffering. I was suffering for a week. Excuse me, family. Before we transition, I was suffering for a week, trying to thug it out. Went right in there, got that Claritin. I forgot what normal felt like. Eyes not itchy. Get the get the bags under your eyes just from rubbing 24/7. Hell nah. Get that medicine. I know we ain't supposed to be taking the white man's medicine, <laughs> and I know we supposed to get these natural herbs and shit. But hell nah. I tried it. I denied it. Get that Claritin. <laughs> With that being said, we're speaking about revisiting old information, revisiting history, not the past, not reliving the past, but revisiting history. I do that often here with the information that I present because it's timeless information. I feel like we aren't, we're not privy to the information because we're not open to the information. How do we open ourselves to the information? We have to be vulnerable. We have to understand that we don't know everything. (laughs) <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be a point in our lives when we realize that the information that was given to us was faulty we have to accept that we have to get over that pain we have to get over that grief once we do that we will start alleviating ourselves with alleviating ourselves from levels of fear a piece of information that I got i think during the pandemic was um laws of fear right and this book was written at a time when it was more so about global warming, GMOs, cigarettes, um, the uh, what's the what's the jump, the ozone layer. You know, that's uh, like pre nine eleven. That was the type of information that it was talking about that was producing fear. Today we have police brutality, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, right wing, left wing, like those avenues produce fear. So as individuals, we have to figure out ways to combat the levels of fear that they try to produce, that they try to put on us. So I'm just going to read a few quotes from the book that I thought was, excuse me, that was profound enough to apply in everyday life, right? People do not like, people do not like, <laughs> people do not like to run from small risks if they come with a large loss, all right? Excuse me for stumbling. People do not like to run to small risks if it causes large losses, all right? Risk and fear go hand in hand. We're not willing to put everything on the table because we have so little. It's a fear mechanism. Once we get out of that fear that, oh, this is all I have, I don't want to risk it all and get nothing on the back end, we have to alleviate ourselves of that fear. Easier said than done. I use myself as an example, when I think about fear, what I was holding on to was a way of thinking, was a way of living. I loved that lifestyle. I didn't want to let it go. I had a fear that if I let that go, I would be losing too much of myself. It wasn't until I realized that it was more in front of me that I had more risk holding on to it than actually letting it go. You dig what I'm saying? And we have found ourselves to be complacent because of fear of letting go. We have to let go of that. That causes to have attention, to have selective attention, right? We we pick and choose, we we pick and choose what we want to pay attention to, because any too much of any truth, right, <laughs> is going to get us off our delusion path. Yeah, don't give me too much of the truth, right? It's going to mess up my delusion. It's going to knock me off my delusion path. I, I got, I can't get too much of the truth. We can't have a uh, selective attention. We got to pay attention to everything that's presented and make a sound decision. We usually have uh, attention selective or be selective with our attention when the ability of discovering something new makes the risk seem likely to come to fruition, whether it's actually true or not. Sometimes we have so much fear, we create a bigger outcome than the ones that are available. (laughs) We've already thought about the negative outcome more ways than one, and none of those ways come to fruition. (laughs) We made it all up. That's because we, have a t- we are selective with what we pay attention to, you understand? We're being selective. We're not being honest with ourselves. We're not being honest with our depiction, right? We're just picking and choosing what we want to pay attention to because it will risk fucking up our delusion, excuse my French. And we have to get out of that delusional state of mind. There's a term that's called system neglect. It's an inability to see the risks as part of the system and the intervention in those systems can be created out of our own risks. We see what's in place and we create something that has not so much nothing to do, but everything that we create from the system is based off fear and half of it is a delusion. If we don't find ways to look at the information honestly, whatever it is, it can be whatever we're trying to present to ourselves. Moving out of our parents' home, starting a business, Finding, making a fresh start in a relationship, making a fresh start in a friendship. If we don't be honest with ourselves and honest with our depictions, we will continue to run around on this delusionary path. I don't know how many times I said that, but I just wanted to keep flipping saying it. (laughs) Our last break. Nobody does it like Long Hill. Can't take my eyes off you, Miss Education. People speak a lot about how she didn't transition well and transition well late in her career, and I like to always combat with the argument that just imagine all of what it took to create that body of work that still ta- that still stands the test of time. You dig what I'm saying? And it it's. It's hard to judge something that no one else can create. It's such a high bar that she set. Maybe she couldn't set another bar any higher. There's no other bar to be set. You understand? And guess what? That's okay. Now there's individuals who can try their best and won't even smell that. You understand what I'm saying? Won't even sniff that. And it takes a proud individual to stand on what you've created and still know that I got more to create. I can't just be out here selling records for y'all. I'm, elev- I'm elevating for me. I've heard her say that. A lot of people still look at her as the miseducation of Long Hill. She's probably not even in that space. <laughs> She's probably somewhere else traveling through the ethers. You understand? So when we try to critique individuals' greatness, let's look at our level of greatness and what we produce first before we point the finger. Before we close out, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping if you want to get in contact with me, him underscore not underscore them on the IG. Thanks for the people who are reaching out. The Listenings, the listens have gone up. A lot of people have been hitting me up saying, yo, keep it up, this and that. I'm like, wow. I feel like I found a groove, if I'm going to be honest, and it's only because of you. And I say you, I say the individuals who reach out, the people who come back to listen. That's why I say welcome, stay, and come again. Like, I want this to be a space that we come to to build and grow. And maybe you're not here physically, but your spirit and your input is definitely sprinkled in on what we got going on over here. Um, New listeners, first-time listeners, last-time listeners, it's all good. Whatever you take from what we do here, use it and apply it. That's basically how I I see it, how I've um, generated this platform to be to be looked at, to be utilized as such. You dig what I'm saying? And I don't want this to be a chatty-patty platform, whatever's going on in the news. I don't know what's going on in the news. I know my man Tory was supposed to be getting his sentence, uh, sentence in the day or the other day. They ain't do that. So I don't know, he might be coming home. I'm a Tory fan, so if you don't like me, if you hate me now, I'm sorry. But I'm on the Tory side of things, on that whole debacle, but whatever. Um, apparently with the whole trains that's crashing, that's some deep shit. I've seen some stuff on Instagram that's been, you know, waking up my third eye with the information that comes with that. So that's definitely important. I don't know what's going on with that, what they was transporting, what the accident did, how the accident affects the area. You gotta, um, definitely keep an eye out on that. I'm trying to think what else I've seen since I've been scrolling. This transgender thing is just getting a little out of hand for me. I just stay away from it, right? I don't think I I have my own views on that. I might have an installment about that, but I don't want to dip my big toe in that topic because it's a very sensitive topic, even with all the logic that goes on around it. But the transgender thing is getting kind of crazy how they're trying to introduce it in schools and making it part of the curriculum. I'm just like, what does that have to do with ABCs? Like, I know that's LBG, but we talking about ABC. <laughs> like, I'm just confused. But outside of that, like I said, this is not a chatty-patty platform. We focus on delivering information that we use in our everyday life to grow 1% every day. A lot of the distractions that are going on around us cause fear, and we don't want to live in that. Um, we want to stay in a space where we can generate wholeness and oneness and stand firm on that. To close this out, I don't know if I already highlighted this individual, but I was looking for my melanated highlight of the night. (laughs) I still don't know what to call it. I'm working on the names, so bear with me. But my melanated highlight for the night is an individual that died at the age of 24 and accomplished so much. Not really sure cause of death. I didn't get too much into the ethers or the details of what that is, but just based on the information that's presented to me, it's like, wow. If I died at 24, I don't know if I would feel like I've done enough, you know. I might have been on the cusp of doing what I was doing. I didn't even do it yet. To not, see it in, to not see it to fruition is kind of crazy. Kind of like the whole, excuse me, as I take a side step. It's like the whole takeoff situation. He didn't even live to see 30, and Quavo talking about his no more Migos. You dig what I'm saying? If we had said that 10 years ago, we would say you batshit crazy. But the way that the world is and how it how it moves, how it structures, we, we got shit like this going on. So when we look at life, we have to cherish the melanated life. 24, 28, 16, 18. Sandra Bland. Where, where are my manners? Sandra Bland was born in melanated history month. She passed through the hands of police brutality. A woman, a melanated woman. She was kicking her shit. You know what I'm saying? She's a year older than me. And she didn't get to see 35 or 36. Like, what are we doing? The age, the time that we have, like. Let's utilize that shit. Alice A. Ball was an individual that utilized the time that she had, passing at 24 years old and accomplishing what she accomplished in a time when you wasn't when you was supposed to. Slavery ended in 1865, supposedly. I'm using air quotes. She was born in 1892. Okay? Just put that in perspective. Slavery, quote unquote, over 30 years or so, give or take. You understand? We have to start putting shit in perspective. Time is not an illusion. It's a structure. How we use time is an illusion, but the time structure is something different. We gotta learn how to utilize that. Miss Ball comes from a line of achievers. Her father was the first African American to produce some type of digital, not digital, some type of print for pictures. You know what I'm saying? In the 1850s, some type of, uh, what's it called? Photography, something that have to do with photography. You know, so her father was brilliant, she was brilliant. Got her bachelor's degree in pharmacy and in pharmaceutical chemistry from the University of Washington. Got a master's degree in chemistry from the University of Hawaii. She was out in Hawaii. Come on, man, I ain't still been out there. I still haven't been out there. And she was out there learning and doing shit for melanated women that seemed impossible. You dig what I'm saying? She studied the efficacy of herbal plants in medicine. She also investigated with traditional medical and ceremonial drinks like kombucha, shit like that. You see what I'm saying? Like she was doing that at a time when that that wasn't even fathomable. You know what I'm saying? But she was out Hawaii tapping into her native nature with the education that she was receiving and trying to do something real big in the pharmaceutical realm. That's probably why they got her up out of there. And I say that respectfully. We all know. We all know the truth. We just know that she was doing something in this lane, and she ended up dying tragically at a young age. She, um, she came up with some type of oil that would help with leprosy. I'm saying leprosy was really, really big in the early 1900s, late 1890s, right? Ball was the first woman and African-American to graduate with a master's degree from the University of Hawaii, was the first African-American woman to become a chemistry professor, at the university and she was the first to develop a successful treatment for leprosy, right? The University of Hawaii has a bronze plaque dedicated to her for all of what she did for them. A melanated queen, you dig what I'm saying? Before we close out the last installment of Melanated History Month, I just want us to take it all in, right? We have an opportunity to be, to be more and more than we was yesterday, more than we were last week. Whatever it takes, more than we were 20 minutes ago. Growth is a, pro- it's a process. So we have to start highlighting the, the prominent moments in that process. Going back and revisiting history gives us an opportunity to really think about how we can leave our mark and what that can do for our community. As I cue up the last song of the evening, we're getting ready for some of this March magic. Pisces seasons in full effect. The next time you hear my voice, I will have celebrated my birthday. We'll see what that sounds like, what that feels like. Until then, I'm your host, Him Not Them. If you really want to have this conversation with me, listen to Miseducation of Lauryn Hill before March 1st. Peace.